0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Ladbrooks.com. Please gamble responsibly. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Alex McLeish is the new Scotland manager and says he's here to get us to Euro 2020 and win over any doubters along the way. It's advantage Celtic after a fine European night against Zenit St. Petersburg with Brendan Rodgers' side in the driving seat ahead of next weekend's away leg. Josh Windass signs a new Rangers deal as another bid for Alfredo Morelos is reportedly turned down and Jack Ross is staying put at St. Mirren. So much to get through tonight. Who else would you rather get through it with Than Hugh Keevans and Derek Johnson Well let's be honest about it The country is underwhelmed By the appointment of Alec McLeish And I don't think he's been done any favours By the SFA president Alan McRae Banging on about being an old pal of his Alan McRae having sat as chairman Of Alec's testimonial committee It doesn't do Alec McLeish any favours Because the SFA have been accused of cronyism being run like a bowling club and the appointment of Alec McLeish looks like the old boy network in operation. Again, let's be honest, his last work nearly two years ago, his last working address was Egypt. He last managed the Scotland team 11 years ago. Since then, there have been indifferent years in club management for Alec, along with the shining success of winning a cup for Birmingham against Arsenal. But... The country is underwhelmed. Having said all of that, it's like Brexit. Big Eck means Big Eck. And they're not going to unappoint him. So let's get to the bit where he picks teams, plays matches, and is judged on his results. So there's a word I didn't expect to use at five past six on Friday night show, but uh, Derek? <laughs> uh, you're right. Listen, I don't have a problem with it at all. I, I think it's been badly handled, the, the whole scenario. I would love to know. Uh, the CVs that were handed in on the sixth floor at the, at the SFA. You know, there's two managers before have knocked it back. And I think Alex was always the favourite after that. I know everybody was shouting for it. We need a young manager in, but I don't know who wanted it. I mean, they, they may well have contacted clubs about wanting to speak to them or whatever. It hasn't happened. They've made their decision. And at the end of the day, big Alex there. And whether you like it or not, there will be people on this programme tonight They'll come on and say, that's wrong, he left after 10 months, blah, blah, blah. He is the Scotland manager, whether you like it or not. And uh, he's very, very positive. I'm the man for the job, says Alec. So he's got that confidence in him. And uh, I have no problems with him whatsoever. I think what he needs, he needs a good man alongside him. And I know today he was talking to another legend of Scotland, James McFadden. He was talking to who who's doing a bit of coaching as well, who's been there with Scotland and everything else. I think some young blood beside him may well just help him. But I, listen, we've got to get behind him, whether you like it or not. Alex McLeish is the Scotland manager. Get over it. Right, well, listen, that's what we're here for, though. We're here yeah. to debate whether it was a good appointment or not. So let us know what you think. Confirmation last night in the programme that Alex McLeish is in charge. We're going to hear from him, but I want to hear what you think of it. 0141 951 1025. Of course, we will look back on Celtic's game last night as well, but Alex McLeish believes that fate played a part in him returning to the hand and dugout as the new Scotland manager. Now, remember, the Scottish FA had quite a high-profile pursuit of first Michael O'Neill, then Walter Smith, and their refusals, if you like, paved the way for Alex 
Alex McLeish to get the job But he's all too aware that leaving the role in 2007 Is something some fans hold against him But he's adamant that he can win them over I understand you know, some of the divided supporters But I believe I'm the right man to come back And you know, there's other managers of of left their national teams and they've come back to uh, success. And when, when I think of guys like Dick Advocat, and I'm here to do the business. But I've got to prove them wrong. You know, that's what I'm here to do is to get them right behind me. And the only way I can do that is by getting this team winning and carrying on the the, the streaker of. Um, performance level that they've had in the recent games. I believe I'm not going to get booed when I come out onto the pitch but I know the Tartan Army I meet a lot of guys, I do some charity work with with some of the guys and and I know that the majority are with me and if there is a minority then it's you know, winning games will get the guys behind me. You've seen that Michael O'Neill was uh, approached and by the SFA have you any qualms about coming in after after that no um, I, I always see that as, as, as a bit of fate you know I, I see that as it was meant to happen and I've got to make the most of that and you know and, yeah Michael turned it down and you think well wait a minute you know it's not over yet I have no problem with the Birmingham episode and walking out because he went away to better himself both financially and in terms of going to the English Premier League and heightening his profile, I have no problem with that. The only problem we have here is that we were sold the idea of the dawn of a bright new tomorrow in the shape of Michael O'Neill, and now we've gone back to the future with Big Alec. But I repeat, they are not going to unappoint him, let the man pick his team for Costa Rica on the 23rd of March, let him play matches and let him be judged on his results. And then, and only then, can we have factual information which says he was a bad idea or he was a good idea. Let's get to the phone lines then. 01419511025. Tell us what you think. Jim is a Kilmarnock fan in Rothsey. Hi, Jim. Hi there. What are your thoughts on Alex McLeish then, Jim? Well, I'm quite happy he's got it because it'll get the press and your panel off the back of Stevie Clark at Kilmarnock. <laughs> let him do his job. You've got an ulterior motive, Jim. He's there to do. No, I'm quite, I would rather see uh, Michael O'Neill, but he didn't get the job. Alec McLeish is there, so let him get on with his job. He was all right the last time he was there. Okay, he went to Birmingham, but that's for money, which you can't blame people doing in this world. No. Uh, and I'm just hoping that now... Uh, put it to bed That the Kilmarnock manager Can go on with his job So just to be clear Jim Do you think it's a good appointment Or are you only happy Because now people Will stop talking about Stevie Clark Well both Right okay Well first of all People spoke about Steve Clark Because he's successful And has transformed Kilmarnock So you can't put a ban On people pointing out That he's successful <laughs> And might make a good job of it uh, But now you've got your way Jim He's staying at Kilmarnock And good luck to you And to him uh, but I agree Alec McLeish is there It's over and done with You can argue all you like about cronyism You can argue all you like about It being wrong to go from the dawn of a bright new tomorrow To back to the future But he's there He will not be unappointed Let's get to the game against Costa Rica Friday night, March 23 It's the old saying, you. It's, it's a safe pair of hands 
That's what Alex is for Scotland. He's, he's been there. It's not as if he's going in there and going, oh, the Scotland job, and he's all excited. I mean, he's been there. He knows what it's like. He's had a fair bit of success, you know, as a Scotland manager before. And then your res- the, the, the biggest thing is is results. If he goes yeah. out and he's winning games, then everything's forgotten. But you're right. If it goes the opposite way, then they will come out and say, "Well, yeah. we told you you shouldn't have got." Let's in, give the man a chance. In fairness to Alex McLeish, she seems to be well aware of the, the, the current yeah. feeling. Yeah. You heard them yeah. there saying, I'm, "I'm here to win people over." He's not. Yeah. He's not. Um, Put off by that He's yeah. well aware That there are people Who hold it against him That he so-called Walked yeah. out to the last time And uh, is, in his own words he, He's there to try And win them over As I say I have no problem With the walking out episode If he went away To better himself It's what every football fan Man and woman Would do Given the opportunity And I don't agree That he's a safe pair of hands Yet He's only a safe pair of hands If he wins matches uh, But I wish him well I like him I've always liked him that's no reason to give him the job But He's there And I wish him well And It's now about his results you, he's, he's a safe pair of hands Because he's been there And done it before That's why It's all about results You're right But he's been there It's not as if he's going there And he doesn't know anything about it yeah. He knows how the SFA works And he knows Everything about the Scotland setup. Yeah, That's why I think He's a safe pair at, of hands Yeah At the moment He's potentially a safe pair of hands Results will determine Whether he is or not well, Let's get the thoughts Of Billy in the East End then Hi Billy uh, how, you, how you doing A wee question for Derek mm-hmm. Derek You slated Scott Brown You didn't give him A leg to stand on About chucking Scotland And doing this And doing that yep. Now you're right in With Big Alex What's the script with you They're two entirely Different things altogether oh, no. how, is, how is it not How's it? Tell me the difference. He went the last time. He, he wanted the job 24-7. He wanted a club job. And he got the Scotland job. And, and all of a sudden, I mean, I don't know if he had it written into his contract. If a club came in from him, then he could go. I have no idea. But he went there because that's what he wanted to do. Now, he he, he wanted to come back. It's, it's, listen, Billy, listen. I'll let you back in, Billy. On you go, Derek. Keep going. Listen, it's up to the SFA to decide who the, he, he didn't knock at their door. He said, "Look, I want the job. If you want me, come and get me." And the SFA went and got Alex McLeish. Two entirely different things. On you go, Billy. It's no two two different things altogether. You slated Scott Brown rotten, so you did. And if the, the SFA didn't want him back, they took him back, didn't they? What about you Billy? Man? So you're saying it's a SFA decision? Well, it's them, it's them at higher and fire. Yeah, but they obviously Managers. wanted Scott Brown back, is Billy's yeah. point. If, if if you, a few months ago when we had this discussion, thought that it was wrong for Scott Brown to be able to walk out and come back, so to speak, Billy's trying to say that... Yeah, he, but he's he, walked out for another job. He's not walked out and retired and said, no, I'm finished playing for uh, being the manager of Scotland. He never said that. He went away because he wanted a club job, and he got a club job. Billy, what's your thoughts on the appointment then? Are you a happy man? Of course not. No. Of course not. No, I'm not happy at all. But I, I think it should have been something entirely different. I don't know who. I've no uh, notions on it. But I, I just am um, a bit uh, peeved that Big Derry coming away with all that crap. Alec will do this. And Alec will do that. <laughs> keep keep uh, it polite. That nah, that's all right. Just keep it a wee bit, wee bit more polite. That's okay. Derry knows this for it. He slated Scott, Scott Brown for about a week. He shouldn't have been back. He shouldn't have let him back. Big Alex, oh, bring him back. Two entirely different things, Billy. Two entirely different things. Nothing. 
know where you stand. Yeah, we know where we stand. Ah, you're right, Billy. He's standing right. right in front of me. Standing right he, in front of the mic. Every right. Monday and Friday. Let's speak to John and Proven Mill. I'm going to try and take as many as I can on this at the moment. Hi, John. Hi, Gordon. Listen, uh, I'd like to just back up that, that last guy there. But, but it's a disgrace, you know, that's my first job. Derek, just can make me statements like, Big X, a safe pair of hands. Is that what we need? A safe pair of hands? No, but, but listen, that's what I said when I said to you there. He's a safe pair of hands in the sense... What do you mean by that? No, he's, well, he's well, about that, to tell I just, you. I just explained to you. So obviously you weren't listening. He's been there, seen it and done it before. So it's not as if he's coming into the job new and doesn't know what's going on. Right. He knows everything that's going on about right. Scottish football. That's why I'm saying he's a safe pair of right. hands. The only right. way it'll be really safe, as you said as well, if he gets results. Yeah, let's not confuse it, John. I don't think Derek's saying it's a great appointment. He's definitely going to win the vast majority no, of these games. He won't get results. He won't get results. Okay. Well, we'll see. Only listen, time will tell. Listen, we've been right back to me. We've got Eddie Stewart, Reagan, who, who, who the guy done a, a great job for Scotland. He's walked out. We haven't even got a chief executive. And then appoints Alex McLeese. How can you bring a manager in without having a chief executive? Well, it's, a, it's, it's a major step on backwards here. Yeah, a major it, step on backwards. It's not Alex's fault that we don't have a chief executive. You know, and he has stepped into the, the, the job at a, a, an awkward time. As I say, there are pros and cons and we were sold on the idea of a new era in the form of Michael O'Neill. And now the fans are being asked to accept that not hold that thought, we're going back to the future with Alec McLeish, last managed the side 11 years ago. So I can understand the disbelief in certain quarters and I'll have to say this once again, the SFA will not unappoint Alec McLeish only results will determine whether Alec McLeish is there for the long haul or not the, the bottom line is maybe maybe the SFA didn't want three in a row they didn't get O'Neill they made a mess of it they made a mess of the Walter Smith one so they've decided well let's get somebody with the know that wants it I mean, I mean I don't know but that's what that's what it looks like because it's happened so quickly or you invite the the fans, the fans to say, well, if you wanted Alec McLeish, you could have had him the day after you sacked Strachan. So, yeah, well, but he's, he's third choice basically. That's what Alex says. John, who would your preference have been then? Without a doubt, I'd have been like a new, a fresh approach, a new Lennon, the boy at Kilmarnock. Definitely fresh approach. I'll tell you, see that SFA, whoever's, whoever's in there running that. They will fall on their own sword because it's a disgrace the way they're running this the game. Neil Lennon Honestly. was on television last night, Hugh Keevan, saying that he has had no contact. Yeah. Now, what often happens in these situations is when a new manager gets appointed, certainly anyone I've ever seen, is that the chief executive or whoever is fulfilling that role sits alongside the manager and you therefore get to ask him questions as well, i.e. why is he the right man for the job? What was the process like? Yeah. How many other people did you speak to? Yep. Uh, today at Hamden, for those that didn't see it, it was SFA President Alan McRae alongside Alex McLeish. Now, he, he didn't take any questions, Hugh, so yeah. no one was, was able to ask who else was spoken to. The majority of supporters, I would suggest, those who care about the national team, the majority believe that this is an exercise in cronyism. They believe it's all too cosy uh, with Alan McRae and uh, his northeast of Scotland connections, Alec having been a, an Aberdeen player, the the chair, the president of the SFA having sat on his testimonial committee, it's all too cosy for those looking in. Uh, but what we have to do now is let them get on with it, and if it turns out badly, then you say it was cronyism. You run the place like a bowling club. And now you've been found out once again. And it will come down on Alan McRae like a ton of bricks 
if Alex not successful. However, he's the manager of our country's football team and we wish him well. Want to have the final say, John? I just think you keep him spot on. And I'll get to the new Derek. Safe pair of hands, no chance. Scotland's going to go right back the way. And you see in about a, a, another year, but won't qualify. We need them for the top, out of there, and new, new blood in. But, but, do you, but, but do you know what, John? We might not qualify, but it won't be because of the manager. It's because we don't have good enough players. It's as simple as that. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Yes, yes, Derek, yes. We haven't Derek, qualified Derek, for 20 Derek, years. Derek, Derek, Derek. It's not it's, Managers change teams Look at yeah, Yes of they, course they do look, Of course look, they do Look at Brendan Rodgers He came into Celtic Had the same Yeah improved players. players Who were already and there big, Exactly Gordon So don't say It's not that there You know It's, it's, it's a wrong appointment That's not last one Gordon Thanks to John in Proven Mill. The numbers 01419511025. It was a big night for Celtic in Europe last night. Callum McGregor's goal, the difference. What did you make of it? Let us know. We'll get to that after the travel with Amber. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Ladbrooks.com. Backing Scottish football all season long. Please gamble responsibly. Hugh Keevans and Derek Johnston here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Lots of you trying to get through and give us your thoughts on Alex McLeish. Keep them coming. 01419511025. I'm sure we'll take more of those calls very soon. But it was a big night for Celtic in Europe last night. So let's hear from Brendan Rodgers. He says it was an outstanding team performance. They moved a step closer to the last 16 of the Europa League with a 1-0 win against Zenit. Cal McGregor's goal in the second half secured the win and Rodgers admitted they were right on it from the first whistle. Well, very good, very good victory for us. I thought the um, performance was outstanding. You know, you're, we're playing as a top side. I think everyone recognises that. But for large parts of the game, we we controlled it. You know, tactically we were we were excellent in the game and stayed calm when we had to defend. Um, but with the ball, I was really pleased with our personality in the game. You know, control and calmness, and as I said, we uh, we played with great maturity tonight. So. Um, Capped it off at the end with a with a fantastic goal. You know, it was a great piece of skill and by young Charlie, and then a, an absolutely brilliant finish by by Callum. So, uh, so yeah, very very pleased. I think I said the other day that you know we we would probably need to uh, make a change maybe between that 60 70 minute moment in the game, and it was just about assessing what type of player we needed to bring in, whether it was going to be the speed of Scotty or. Or the sort of dribbling skills of Charlie and, and Tom, but um, but yeah, I just felt at that stage of the game it was someone to who was fresh and could look after the ball, like his skill and how he stayed on the ball, the composure to play through, and then his his pass at the end to, to to Callum was absolutely brilliant. And listen, when you, you look at the finish, it was sensational, really. You know the technique and the skill, and it was absolutely brilliant. And, and it was no more than we deserved. I thought that. Uh, like I say, right the way through the team, you know, from the goalkeeper right the way through to to Musa, outstanding. And, uh, and like I say, played with a lot of young players in the team as well. But uh, but the maturity and personality they showed has shown that they're clearly developing. What pleased you? Who impressed you? How does this set the tie up for next week? Give us a call. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Well, I was there last night, Gordon, in my capacity as Super Scoreboard's restaurant critic, and uh, I watched the match as well. Uh, I thought there was a performance without a failure for Celtic. I thought at the back, Ayer was excellent. Uh, Brown in Sham, Brown and 
Cruise control and sham Intelligent use of the ball Dembele holding the ball up I, I said uh, earlier on in the week That he needed a big Thursday He delivered a big Thursday The Masonda substitution Was perfectly timed by Brendan Rodgers The goal from Callum McGregor Was the sort of thing he was doing regularly last season He was excellent from start to finish The crowd were extremely supportive Remember it's only two years ago Since the Europa League meant Half the ground being closed at Celtic Park It was a full house Last night It was a timely return to form for Celtic Because over the course of the next three weeks St Johnston on Sunday Russia Petodre Ibrox A very timely return to form And at a time when The likes of Patrick Roberts and Tom Rogic Are regaining full fitness So a terrific night for Brendan Rodgers It felt like a big performance and result didn't it Derek? Very much so And I think it was so important for Celtic to start at a bit of pace Because remember And we said it before it You know Zenit haven't played a competitive match for over two months It's already going away the hot weather training And playing wee friendly games This is a European tie I mean, the wee friendly games weren't played at the same pace as was played last night. So that's why Celtic had to go out and start off well. And I'll say something to you. I mean, the one goal, they deserve to win the game and it's an absolutely magnificent goal. And, you know, and, and Brendan Rodgers, I've never seen him celebrate as much as he did last night and quite right too. It's a one nothing victory, but you reverse it. Had Celtic gone to Russia and only got beaten one nothing, they would be saying to themselves, we're going to be a chance here. You know, one nothing. we've got them back at our ground. And that's what the Russians will be saying, but the Russians haven't played all that many games, and I think that'll be a worry for Mancini. He's had a look at Celtic now, he's had a look at the pace and the power that they've got on this side, so he'll be a bit wary for that second leg, that's for sure. John's in Coatbridge. Hi, John. Hi, evening, guys. How are you doing? Hello. Good. Hey, I've got a few points, guys. First of all, uh, thanks you stole a bit of my thunder there. I think that performance last night should kick us on for the, the games coming ahead. It should and, do. Uh, I'll tell you why, John, because when Celtic take periodic beatings in Europe, and they have done, I think that is bad for team morale. Therefore, when you tick all the boxes one night, when you keep a clean sheet, when you record your first European win at home under Brendan Rodgers, then I think that is great for morale. And you're right, starting with St Johnston. Even though there's no Scott Brown on Sunday, uh, you saw enough of uh, Bowie Kouassi last night and uh, Olivier and Cham to know that they can pick up the mantle. Kieran Tierney can take up the captain's armband. He can be the heartbeat of the team the way that Scott Brown is. So I think you're absolutely right. Uh, bad European results, bad for morale. Good European results, good for morale. I said, Derek, you must be, you, you didn't really give much a chance, big man. To be fair, John, all the Cel- a lot of Celtic fans we had on this programme last night it. and the night before didn't give you much of a chance either. Well, what I mean is Derek sort of was going on all about, uh, what you call it, we, we, we got away with it in uh, domestic football, but he said, they've got, more or less said the last couple of weeks we joined, they've got no chance against them. I've never even mentioned that Celtic had no chance against them. I would say Hugh is far more pessimistic yeah, than Derek going into this game, not. John, if you don't mind yeah, me saying. Absolutely. And, and, uh, it's Bash Derek Knight, I'll accept it. And many Celtic supporters uh, agreed that uh, I said it's a walking contradiction. The best defence domestically was the biggest worry in terms of European football. And last night, that's why I say it ticked the boxes. A clean sheet, Brendan Rogers' first win. Uh, and a European tie at Celtic Park since he became but manager. Another point here. Yeah. Right, I was going to actually go on about the Scotland job, right? Because but you've really covered that, right? But 
I don't know, maybe you won't want to discuss this, but myself and a lot of Celtic fans seem to, but not seem to, we know that they seem to be a, a vendetta against Celtic with the daily record, and the, the story about Liam Miller sort of epitomised it. What, do you know what the script is with the daily record? Well, itself? L- listen, listen, I've worked in the, the daily record and I've worked in other newspapers. None of them ever had a vendetta against anyway, Celtic Anyway John And I'm sure you won't mind me saying I'm sure you will realise I cannot We can't speak on behalf of anyone else but but If there's an issue It would be It would, be, worth, it would be worthwhile Taking up elsewhere John Really not something That, that we can discuss If you don't mind But I think I know what guys I think But I think in fairness In fairness The Daily Record Immediately apologised uh, And you can't pillory people Who have Recognised the error of their ways Immediately apologised And I repeat I have worked in newspapers for 45 years There is no vendetta Against any football club Things, no, are, things are written that, That's fine But listen it's, it's really It's not our fight to fight So John Who impressed you last night? I know what you're saying They made a mistake But the thing is I've made a lot of mistakes in life and apologised after it. Maybe not people have uh, forgave me, but they, they actually still done that. You know what I mean? It was bad taste after the young fella had just died. But they apologised. Listen, listen. I'm going to have to step in because we're continually okay, debating okay. something which I've said on a number of occasions. We can have absolutely no control over. So I, I really don't. I don't see the point. Let's speak to Michael and Greenock. Hi, Michael. Thanks for taking my call, Gordon. Not a uh, problem, Michael. What did you make of it last night? Hi, Shoe. Hi, Gordon. Uh, Hello, Michael. Derek. Hi, Michael. Uh, I'm a happy boy tonight. That's that's unbelievable the way Celtic turned up last night. That was a real Celtic team I turned seen last night. That was unbelievable. That put me in mind of the Barcelona game at 2 1. We won. But I've got three points. Dembele, the first point. When he's, when he's playing like that, he's on fire. Nobody can, nobody can match him. He's the defenders he, he was holding defenders off left right and centre last night and it wasn't just up front he was everywhere in the park if he was in midfield he was up defending and passing up and doing all night on the park and then you'd be Charlie Masonda they're bringing that boy on what gave that boy the right he beat four players and he's in and he's in half and then run 60 yards to bring a ball down and then knock on a Young McGregor and McGregor finishes in the top corner, and then Big Samonovic. That's my third point. I think he's kidding the Celtic fans on. Last night he was tremendous with Christopher Raya. Can I say your first bit about Dembele on Monday? I said this this young lad has been taking a fair bit of stick from everybody because he, he, he's, he's not he's not been the same player as he was last season. It'd be very very hard to do what he did last season, but he's been a bit down and he's not been scoring the goals. I said this is his opportunity on Thursday. It's a European tie. It's a big game. It's a full house. It's Celtic Park. It's on the television. Everybody's watching it. All he's got to do is go out there and try and emulate what he did, you know, 12 months ago. And to be fair, it's probably been his, his best game of the season was on Thursday. And that will do him the world of good. He still had a couple of wee half chances he might have done better with. But it was a better performance by Dembele. With regard to Charlie Masonda, he will kick on from here, I have no doubt, because he has made his first serious contribution to Celtic. You have to bear in mind his age. He's only just got here from Chelsea But last night he made a serious contribution And that will be on his mind when he plays As I think he will Against St Johnston uh, on Sunday And with regard to Simonovic and Ayer And Lustig and Tierney and De Vries 
It was solid as a rock uh, And Celtic's biggest hope Is that we can all say that After they've played in Russia well, Michael stay there I'll get your thoughts on this Because Brendan Rodgers Obviously knows that at least a draw Would seal qualification to the next round But he's under no illusions That it's still going to be a tough task Heading to Russia next week It was about giving ourselves Advantage if we could tonight I think Like all of these games If you can keep a clean sheet Then that's important And I thought you know the stability that the team had was, you know, they they, they concentrated and they organised themselves very very well within the game, and that's important going into a second leg um, to then get the goal. We know that we can score goals, you know, and uh, and like I say, they probably need to come out a little bit now uh, to chase the game, and of course that can give us more space um, and uh, and opportunities to play and, and score. So, uh, but. Like tonight, it's going to be a, a tough game, um, but we've given ourselves uh, a great opportunity uh, after tonight. Yeah, we had a couple of great opportunities, uh, but just that final touch and connection in the box, and um, and maybe we need a wee bit of good fortune to, to go away. But uh, but no, it was very pleasing the, the level of creativity and the uh, the calmness which we showed in the ball. You know how we built the game up from behind, which is very important for us. Um, and then, like I say. How we had the courage to take the ball and, and play our way through the thirds, and, and once we get into the final third, we looked a real threat. So, um, so yeah, it was uh, it was very pleasing. Like I say, yeah, we could have had one or two more goals, but we can't be that greedy. You know, we we have to be happy with the victory. And and for me, I, I'm delighted with the performance. You know, because to to play with that confidence and uh, and that level of concentration in a, in a big European game is is very pleasing. And like I say, with so many young players. It bodes well for us going forward Michael how do you think it sets you up for the second leg? Gordon Brendan spot on there He said if we can See if we can keep it tight for maybe 20 minutes 25 minutes the first half And then as I say Then it's got to come out and attack us more If we're three quarters as good as what we were last night We can take them Because they're, they're a team of billionaires That's a billionaire team I know they've not played many games but They've played a lot of friendlies. I know friendlies aren't the same as match games, but, but they should, should be still match fit. But Listen. as I say, I'm proud of Celtic what they done last night. And as I say, you'll probably have my... You might have my brother on later on, Ian for Greenock, so he'll have something to say, I know. <laughs> well, for the, Celtic, for the Celtic supporters, it's a time of great optimism. Uh, the game will have to be played, and Celtic will have to scale new heights uh, because they'll come under tremendous pressure. You've got, you've got to think that Zenit will play a lot better than they did last night, Hugh. And that's, I think maybe, maybe they've underestimated Celtic. Yeah, but the the encouraging thing for all of the Celtic, you can supporters. see the logic as well, Hugh. What Michael says on the back of Brendan Rodgers, Zenit are going to have to go for it, and Celtic have a lot of pace in their team, so it yeah. might actually suit them. It might suit them to catch Zenit on yeah, the break. Listen, a, a, a great performance came uh, last night in an unexpected way because I don't think anyone, if they're being truthful. Would have forecast that Celtic would have played so well, kept a clean sheet, got their noses in front. Uh, so optimism is high. The fans can be as excited and as confident as they like uh, up until we get to the kickoff time in St. Petersburg. And then it's down to Brendan Rogers and the players how they perform on the night. We're going to hear a bit more from Alex McLeish. That's coming up after the travel with Amber. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Ladbrooks.com. Download the app and score a tap in. Please gamble responsibly. 
Derek Johnson and Hugh Keevans here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Remember, we are here until 8 o'clock and it's going to be busy right the way through. Rangers have extended Josh Windass's contract, the reports of another bid for Alfredo Morelos as well. So you can get your thoughts in on that. We'll get to that later on in the programme. We're on Twitter, of course, at Clyde SSB. John McIlvanny's talking about the Celtic game last night. He says Griffiths would have scored for fun last night. Still a great result, but could have been more. What a goal from McGregor. And John McRae says, I still think it's 50 50 to go through. Need to score over there To be honest Let's speak to James And Cambus Lang Hi James Hi how you doing guys Yes James good you I No bad no bad at all uh, Happy with the result last night um, I phoned up Monday For the first time um, And was speaking to you guys And basically Had stayed If we had a Kind of solid defensive game And we, we played like we did Against Bayern um, With every, every chance And the players um, Basically I would say in my opinion Achieved that If not exceeded it um, but I guess the question I've got for you guys tonight was that with Boyata not being in a team, um, we achieved a kind of good defensive game. Would you agree that maybe that's the way forward for the back four? Well, you know, you, you've seen Simonovic having nightmares in Europe. Uh, so it's wrong just to lump it all on uh, Dedrick Boyata. Uh, Celtic. Kept a clean sheet That was the first Real positive for Brendan Rodgers They won a European tie At Celtic Park Under Brendan Rodgers That ticked another box They've won European ties before By the way I know you're talking about From the sort of group stage Onwards But of course They've won many qualifiers And so on Yeah but but They only get you Into the tournament proper Oh that's just when you said European tie Just in the name of accuracy And all the rest of it But uh, At the seventh attempt Under Brendan Rodgers In a tournament proper They won a game at home and it was an excellent performance. And as I say, the Celtic supporters are entitled to all the optimism in the world. But everyone has to bear in mind, and Brendan Rodgers knows this to be true and has said it himself, when the game starts in St. Petersburg, all of the talking stops and you then have to deliver by deed. Mm-hmm. Who impressed you the most last night, James? Uh, to be honest with you, I couldn't put my finger on a man of the match last night. I just thought the whole team played absolutely... Sensational um, Generally couldn't put my finger on Who played the best Last night Honestly just everybody um, But it was just More focusing on The, the defence And yeah. the fact that Bayata wasn't there And I thought Maybe that's maybe The partnership going forward There's Simonovic and I Well the, the manager's Looking at that and, and I think you're right James He's saying I've struggled at centre back You know most of the season You know Too many mistakes being made Last night there wasn't Too many mistakes being made You know Leading to chances you know, and, and they played really well together. So, and there's no doubt in my mind that the manager will be looking at that and say, well, maybe, just maybe, this uh, this might be the pairing here. We'll, we'll certainly find out at the weekend because if the same two play, then obviously he'd be happy with them. Well, James couldn't pinpoint a man of the match, but we know who the match winner was. It was Callum McGregor. He credited a team effort, though, and a tight defence for getting Celtic the win. The midfielder says the performance gives the players a lot of confidence going into the second leg next week. And he spoke about how special scoring on a European night is. Yeah, it was great. Um... Obviously, as I said, uh, the sort of game plan was, was excellent. The boys carried it out really well and, you know, first and foremost, get a clean sheet and then go on to win the game was, was excellent. Um, you know, we're halfway in the tie and, and uh, we know there's a lot of work to be done as well, but, you know, going off the back of that, we sort of set up and pressed the game and, you know, we made it uncomfortable for them. So, you know, getting into next week, we're, we're confident. We've had a bit of criticism um, off the back of the Champions League campaign and, in terms of results and performances and things like that so you know it was important that the boys sort of made a marker tonight and, and you know we got the win got the performance and you know you can't do any more than that I did it against uh, Bayern Munich as well and you know it's the same sort of feeling that total elation that you, you know when the ball hits the back of the net especially in this stadium the, the noise levels that 
and come after the goal as well. You know, two, three, four minutes after the goal, it still feels as if the goal's still going on. You know, we, we know that we can play at this level. We, we actually looked comfortable and, you know, we, we bossed it for, for most periods of the night. So, you know, that'll give us great confidence, certainly getting into next week and, and you know, and trying to finish the tie off. And that's the whole point, Gordon. When you lose and lose heavily in Europe, then you're left in a position where you think our shortcomings have been exposed here and it gets into the mind and uh, performances thereafter are not so great. But when you play as well as Celtic did last night, and as well as Callum McGregor did from start to finish And the technique involved in scoring his goal yeah. was superb If Salah had scored like that for Liverpool We'd all be saying, well, there you are That's See, what you get McG- you McGregor's know. in the same situation as Dembele who, You know, he's been in and out of the team on the bench You know, getting 10, 15 minutes here and there It was his big chance last night You know, to yeah. show the manager Listen, I'm still here and I can still perform And he was excellent Arguably the, the man of the match You know And he scored the winning goal So The confidence that he's got Interesting again Whether he starts on Sunday as well Chris is in Nits Hill Hi Chris Hi Paul How are you doing? What's your point tonight Chris? Uh, basically I, I thought The the game last night I, I thought I had uh, Quite a hallmark So um, What happened I thought Celtic played against Hearts I, I thought Seabrook and Cham Brown And Kowasi playing that's three central midfielders, and I thought they bossed the game. They they really did boss the game. They didn't give Zenit a minute. And when you've got the three players in there, um, I appreciate Cham is probably playing a wee, wee bit forward forward, but he is used to playing uh, deeper as well. I just thought they three really did control the game for Celtic, and that's maybe something that even when I seen the start of the team, I was like, there's not a, there's not a lot of attacking prowess there, but no Sinclair or anything like. But then I really did think about it. I thought, well, maybe he's try to pack the midfield and and, and, and and win the game that way. And I thought it was, tactically, it was great. By Brendan Rodgers, fantastic. And I was just wanted to see what you think of that. Yeah, I, I, I see there wasn't a failure in the side. The next objective for Celtic is to carry that into the St Johnston match. There will be no Scott Brown because he's suspended. Kuasi is improving. Insham improves week upon week. Uh, it's a big Sunday for them. The captain has gone the, the the real driving force Scott Brown has gone temporarily Celtic need to get a good result Against St Johnston Because then it's the knock-on effect You take the, the feel-good factor with you To St Petersburg for the return leg You hope for success there Knock-on effect of that is You go to Petaudry Your nearest challenger for the title And thereafter You're at Ibrooks. So the next three weeks are massive for Celtic. Brendan Rodgers got it got it right, didn't he? As Chris points out, Hugh, because when the team came in, uh, you know Scott Sinclair not in it, no Charlie Masonda either. So it was a it was a it was a very different looking Celtic team. Yeah. It was a very specific plan to go and try and win that game last night. And Chris admits himself, when some people saw the team, they thought not much attacking threat, and they are considering we're at home. But Celtic attacked as as much as ever really Yeah, when I was reviewing the restaurant at Celtic Park last night uh, And the team sheets were handed out to us uh, That was the consensus at the table That, oh, where's Sinclair? And, uh, oh, uh, is this uh, a damage limitation exercise? Uh, but it was anything but Celtic were on the front foot Defended well, but were also on the front foot uh, And the substitution of Masonda uh, Shows that Brendan Rodgers at a point in the game Understands when plan B Has to be put into operation And you know what Hugh He's, he's not shy 
you know, to I'm not saying drop players, but to leave players out and bring fresh legs in. Yeah. He's not afraid to do that. Yeah. There's not many managers do that. I know he's got a terrific squad anyway, but Sinclair, you would think, well, we need him because we're needing that energy up front and the wings getting inside. He's on the bench, you yeah. know, and he's brought he's brought McGregor in who hasn't played, you know, an awful lot this season. You know, there, there was three or four players. A lot of their Celtic fans, when when the teams were red, they went. That's strange But yeah. listen They've gone out there And they've done the business So you've got to, when, when it doesn't go well The manager gets stuck But when it goes well Then you've got to give them All the praise And then even issues like I mean Doris De Vries A lot of people had been Phoning up and saying I'm not as confident in him As I was in Craig Gordon And he didn't have a great deal to do But he had one very important oh, save, save In the first half yeah. and, and did it well Everyone has shown What they are capable Of delivering Now They have to maintain yeah. That level of performance Take it into the St Johnston game Take it to Russia Take it to Petaudry And take it to Ibrox See that was the difference Last season you went When Celtic played so well They were consistent Yeah They had very very few bad games Yeah they had their couple of draws And everything else But never, were never beaten And that's the consistency That you need If you're going to win leagues You want to have the final say Chris? Well I just I agree, I agree with everything you said there guys I'm just I just hope that they can We can take this into The St Johnston game Because It has been Quite patchy The performance The first 20 minutes Against party were great Then the rest It was kind of You know they, they didn't really know What to do But hope, hopefully You know The the, the, the bad feeling I think it's I, I think it was the, the doings of PSG And Bayern Made guys like Simonovic You know He lost his conscience Lost his confidence Same with Boyata And maybe a lot of players Did lose their confidence So hopefully now We can we can build on this And, and, and keep going And see how far We can get in this Europa League Beat the pundits with goals in the Scottish Sun. The SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. Hugh Evans and Derek Johnson both standing by for Beat the Pundit but they need someone to take them on if you are that man woman or child then now is the time to go and pick up your phone 0141 951 1025 you need to dial it right now and you could play Beat the Pundit after the news Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Ladbrooks.com bet and play and pull a result out of the bag please gamble responsibly Hugh Keevans and Derek Johnson here with me Gordon Duncan on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard I love our Twitter Hugh Keep well, ah, yes. Love is, a, is a, a strange use of that word But the Twitter feed's brilliant at the moment Because um, two tweets right next to each other Martin is thinks that you're being a bit over the top In your praise of Celtic He's called you a sycophant, a sycophant. And then oh, in yeah. two, literally two seconds later uh, Thomas is accusing you of being doom and gloom Ahead of Celtic's trip to Russia So uh, you're probably somewhere yeah. in the middle But we're going to see if Beat the Pundit can cheer you up Beat the Pundit With goals in the Scottish Sun The SPFL and EPL latest Every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday Now, I know someone who will be a happy man Even if he doesn't win Beat the Pundit Sam Smith is our contestant He's a St Mirren fan oh. Which means he'll be delighted that his manager is staying put Am I right, Sam? Hey, I, I thought he was going to go at one point but you nah, the worst? Good on him Still there, Sam? Um, I got you here. Hey, I can hear me. Yeah, I got you now, Sam. So you were fearing the worst, were you, that Jack Ross was on his way? Yeah, I was actually sitting in Mark, kept refreshing my phone because it was at one point I thought he'd actually left, but oh, I was just glad to see that he'd agreed to stay. I think that there are bigger and better things for him, you know. Than, uh, I see Barnsley appointed uh, one yeah. of Jose Mourinho's former assistants at Chelsea and Real Madrid today. Um, so I think it's great news for St Mirren 
uh, Jack Ross has much more to do with that particular club in the, the Premiership next season Right Sam, let's, right. Cu- let's cut to the chase Sam, we'll get your thoughts maybe after Heads It's Hugh Keevans, Tails, it's Derek Johnson on Beat the Pundit And it is Heads, hey. it's Mr Keevans So let's give him some Clyde too so that he can't hear us Sam And we'll get the clock lined up It's 30 seconds head to head You can pass, that's the key to remember Your 30 seconds starts now, okay? Right, no bother who scored Celtic's winner in last night's Zenit match? Callum McGregor What club did Dun- Craig Levine leave to become the Scotland manager? Uh, uh, which Rangers midfielder signed a new deal at Ibrox until 2021? Josh Winder Alan Storer Cars are currently the kit sponsor for which Scottish Premiership team? St Johnson Who did Motherwell face at Fir Park tomorrow? Oh, Aberdeen Which Scottish League 2 side were based at Anfield Stadium until 1993? Uh, okay, let's see what Mr Keevans can do On those same questions, are you ready? Yep I'll just get, get the clock up and running And we'll go for it Hugh Keevans, your time starts now Who scored Celtic's winner in Callum last night's McGregor. Zenit match? Which club did Craig Levine leave to become the Scotland manager? Dundee United Which Rangers midfielder signed a new deal at Ibrox until 2021? Alan Storer Cars are currently the kit sponsor of which Scottish Premiership team? Pass who do Motherwell face at Fir Park tomorrow? Uh, Kilmarnock Which Scottish League 2 side were based at Anfield Stadium until 1993? Still in Albion And complete the name of the Lowland League side, Cumbernauld United Okay Sam, how are you feeling about that? Hugh was a bit quicker, so he got through one more question That doesn't necessarily mean he's won I think he's battered me, actually Do you think so? <laughs> battered you? Oh, I don't know Let's go through them anyway, shall we? Who scored Celtic's winner in last night's match? A really easy one to kick yeah. us off It was Callum McGregor So one to Sam and one to Hugh at this moment in time Which club did Craig Levine leave to become the Scotland manager? It was Dundee United You said Hearts, Sam So that's 2-1 to Hugh at this moment in time Third question Which Rangers midfielder signed a new deal at Ibrox till 2021? It's Josh Windass You both got that right So it's 3-2 to you at this moment in time and I must say, Sam, you equalised three all after question four because Alan Storer Cars currently the kit sponsor for which Scottish Premiership team? It is St Johnson, so oh, it's three well all. Well done. But this is where the old man came into his own because Motherwell face called Marmock tomorrow at Fir Park, so it went to four three, and it's still an Albion who play at Anfield until nineteen ninety three. Five three for Hugh Keevans, which means the last question didn't matter. But Derek, the Cumbernauld in the Lowland League. Colts. Colts It's ah, Cumbernauld Colts ah, There we are So it didn't really matter In the end Sam Hugh got five You got three Hard lines Thanks for taking part hey, No bother at all Thank you Good man Sam. That was Sam Who doesn't really care Because Jack Ross Is staying at St Mirren Correct He has no care In the world this weekend You, no. you, know, you know what was good Hugh you know, he, He's obviously Had something written In his contract If somebody comes in from He's sure. allowed to speak to them Which is brilliant Yeah. And you know, he, and he's listened But Listen, the way he is just now, this is, this is probably the biggest high he's been on for a long time, or certainly as a coach, you know, and he's got the chance. And I think he will take St Mirren up there. So, you know, I, th- I think there are bigger bigger clubs will come in for him if the success keeps going. But I think our football clubs this season have shown a maturity in their way of working because, you know, Derek McInnes uh, was allowed uh, to contemplate the idea of leaving Aberdeen, although it would be a crushing blow for them. St Mirren have behaved in a mature way They've let Jack Ross get it out of his system He's spoken to a championship club It would have been a very appealing job But he thought better of it And it's great news for St Mirren uh, It has emerged this evening That uh, James McFadden has had b- 
preliminary talks if you like to become a member of Alex McLeish's backroom staff that's yeah. something that's going to be explored in the coming days coming weeks you would imagine that is one of the fascinations isn't it when a new manager comes in people look to see okay that's fine but who's he going to bring with him who's his number two going to be who his other coach is going to be well here's what Alex McLeish had to say when he was asked that earlier on today you can but I don't know yet because um, I've not confirmed with anybody but I have made some calls and I've been pretty active and kind of doing it in the event of, of getting the job you say your main aim is of course to <coughs> reach Euro 2020 is that something you're confident you can do as Scotland boss this time around yeah um, of course I'm, you know, I'll need the players uh, they're, they're the guys that get you there and, and hopefully my drive and motivation um, tactical nous gained by working in England also and and uh, even working abroad in a, in a couple of countries will help to give the players everything that they can and, and learn new things maybe and you know you don't get a great chance to coach when you get players coming for international week because the majority of coaching is done at the clubs but, but we'll, we'll get the organisation right and We'll try and make the training. We will make the training. Um, you know, a, a, an environment for them where they'll really enjoy it. Are you quite happy with the pool of players you've got at your disposal? There's an awful lot of players out there that you know. When I started to look at all the names over the last few weeks, then we we have got a, a real glut of players, and certainly in some positions more. There, then, then uh, you you can pick. You know that's that's going to be the hardest part. Well, James McFadden, uh, what was Alex crowning glory as Scotland manager? It was beating France in Paris. Who scored the goal? Faddy. Uh, also reports tonight that uh, Peter Grant could be part of the Alec McLeish backroom team with Scotland. So you've got Granty, Faddy. And Eki A good motivator Peter Grant as well yeah. You know Passionate Scotsman You know It certainly does make sense For me He's got a couple of youngsters In there as well Listen, Helping him out Gordon The fans tonight On this programme Can have their say For or against Alec McLeish But tomorrow He's the Scotland manager Let him get on with his job Nicky is a Celtic fan In Alexandria But I think he wants to talk about Scotland Hi Nicky Ah, even panel um, I don't want to go on about it too much I know it's been covered already No no That's <coughs> what we're here for Don't you worry but um, I think it's a great appointment. I think he should have been given the job for the get-go. Um, Strachan's obviously been stubborn a lot of a lot of these kind of ways, and he's left out players based on I don't know if he's just he's more kind of jobs for the boys kind of manager. So hopefully, with McLeish coming in, he knows the score. He's done it before. He may have been out of the game for a while, but you don't lose it, and it's not a full-on job. It's not like a it's not kind of day-to-day. It's going to be kind of now and again. It's going to be that kind of Eat him back into the and he kind of working again. Um, I just want to know what you think of. Do you think he'll possibly get players back in? Like Ollie Buck. Uh, you might see Jordan Rhodes coming back in, and players that have got real quality that have been kind of overlooked. Do you, do you know what, Nicky? Every manager's different. Every manager sees players differently as well. And I think Alex, even though he's been out of football for a while, goes to a lot of games. You know, certainly down south mostly. And if he's working for television, he obviously does Scotland games as well. So he'll have his own ideas, you know, on players. 
the one thing that he won't be doing is picking the favourites, as you suggest. He'll pick the ones that are going to be good enough to play that particular team, you know, that, that, that they're up against. And he won't mess about it. And what he needs is, and the one good thing about Alex, see at halftime if things are not working, he's one of these typical Scottish managers that does his dinger, as they say. <laughs> and I think if he brings in the likes of James McFadden, James being there and seen it and done it for Scotland, being a hero, and if he's got Peter Grant, they're not shy in telling players, you know, where they've gone wrong and what they should be doing. So I think I think it sounds a wee bit exciting for me, but again, it's all about results. If you're but, winning, you're the best thing in the world. If you're not, then you shouldn't be there. What about the squad of players that, he, or the group of players that he has at his disposal then, Hugh, as Nicky mentions? Yeah, I think Nicky raises an interesting point with regard to Oliver Burke. Uh, but I mean, or, in fairness, Oliver Burke came in and, and had a chance for Scotland. Yeah, but the, he then, you know, sort of fell out of form. Decided it was best to go back to the under twenty ones. He wasn't yeah. getting a game over in Germany, so yeah. But the whole thing now becomes a test of Alex' ingenuity, uh, his uh, ability to pick the right side. Uh, will he bring back Jordan Rhodes? Uh, I noticed that Charlie Adam was even touting himself for a recall today because he was part of uh, Alec McLeish's plans back in the day. So. It's a test of Alex's ingenuity as to pick the right team, as to get the right results, and then, as he said himself, he wins people over. And we all know what the converse means. If he doesn't pick the right team, he doesn't get the right results, then Alan McRae is in the firing line. Ray, well, Ray Wilkins said a good thing today. I happened to be, you know, watching the telly turn it over and he was on, they were talking about Scotland. And he was on about, you know, Scotland as a whole, as a nation. And he said, well, Alex McLeish is fine. He's been there, seen it and done it. But most countries, you look at England, they've got two or three world-class players in their side. Uh -huh. People that can change a game, you know, win a game for you or defend or a goalkeeper that's brilliant. He says, Scotland don't really have that. I, I disagreed with that to a certain degree because I think we've got the best two fullbacks in the business in Robertson and Tierney. But we need it all through the, the, the not just in the left back area or if one plays right back and one plays left back, we need it midfield and up front as well. So I can understand where he's coming from. Doesn't, he virtually said it doesn't matter who the manager is. You need better players. Nicky, I appreciate it was maybe just a name that you were thrown out there, but maybe one of the difficulties with someone like Jordan Rhodes is he's He's far less prolific now than than he was when he, he previously wasn't getting in squad, so it might be seen yeah. as a as a strange time to bring him back, if you know what I mean. Even still, I mean, when he was banging in the goals, he, he couldn't get anywhere near the team because striking, you know, he couldn't fit him into the way he wanted to play. It's much the same with Lee Griffiths. You saw how he had to fight with Tooth and Nail to try and get into the squad. Now he's obviously number one striker, and I think he will be from now on. But um, I think, I don't want to kind of slate players that are kind of still playing, but Stevie Fletcher shouldn't have been anywhere near the team, in my opinion. I know he's scoring goals for fun against Gibraltar and things like that, but when you've got players that have got a bit of pedigree about them, you've got Jordan Rhodes, who's got a bit of proven ability down south, he should have been given a chance, more of a chance than what he got. And I think it was more the same with Ollie Burke. He just didn't finish Rackham's plans. So hopefully you can see him back in, because it's really exciting. And you don't get paid, how many? How much was his fees? That's totaling at £26 million or something yep. altogether. So hopefully you'll see somebody like that back in Record signings for who's he was now? I think, I think, Jordan, I think Gordon Strachan's problem with, uh, with with Ollie Burt was he reckoned that he couldn't play up front on his own, and he needed the way Scotland play. They needed that target well, man. He's a wide player. player, Ollie Burt. Yeah, I know he plays up front for the twenty ones, but listen, I, I'm not. I think he's a good player. I like him. I would bring him back into the squad. That's we, for sure. We yeah. could go through individual examples all day. I'm not sure Ollie Burt is a great one to hold against Gordon Strachan because he was actually the manager who. 
made Ollie Burke bypass the Scotland under 21s. He yeah. put him straight into the squad. He put him straight in and started a qualifier against Lithuania. So I think Ollie Burke did get a chance. You, you, and you don't need to individualise whether it's Ollie Burke, Jordan Rhodes, Charlie Adam, Uncle Tom Cobbley, and all. You don't need to individualise. You need to just remember this Gordon Strachan. Didn't get the right results And was binned yep. Alec McLeish will be binned If he doesn't yep. get the right results So we hope he picks the right team Gets the right results And proves to be Belatedly And by a circuitous route The best idea Stevie is in Strathblane Hi Stevie uh, Evening lads First of all I've, I've went through total elation From the Celtic result The other night to, to absolute deflation When I heard Alex McLeish As a manager this is a huge backward step for me. I'm extremely disappointed. Alex McLeish, first of all, had the chance, walked out, went to Birmingham, got them relegated twice in succession, made himself a pariah, begun to their sworn enemies, Aston Villa. Went to Egypt, got sacked. Went to Belgium, got sacked. Not a great track record. The success he had at Rangers was EBT fueled. That's a discussion for another day. It's no an inspiring appointment. I'm glad and you said it was for another day, Stevie. I don't think we've got long enough for that. No, one. we've not got any of that's history, right? It's done, it's done. The fact that this announcement was made during, you know, when all the buzz was about Celtic's European draw and kind of sneaked out there as well, the SFA must have known this wasn't going to be received, you know, well. I just think it's a. I think Hughes got a point, cronyism and that. It's not inspiring. Uh, it doesn't excite me. If anything, I'm extremely disappointed. It does smack of jobs for the boys. Plus, the, the guy had a chance and left. And, you know, the, the whole thing, the track record, the whole thing, for me, I, I hope I'm proved wrong because obviously I'm a Scotland fan, but no, guys. Surely Just And I Stevie. don't know who It's not my job But surely there must have been Better candidates out there Or the bigger picture is That there's something wrong in there Because Michael O'Neill Knocked it back We don't know But McLeish for me You know He was desperate to get a job He's not had a job for about three years he, You know He was one step away he, With the full Highland dress And playing the bagpipes Outside Hamden You know Oh, Stevie, and I, I Stevie, really, I'm really to, no, no excited about it at all Right Just to address a couple of your points um, first of all The Birmingham episode Leaving Scotland to manage Birmingham Stevie If you were offered a better job At far better money You'd go yourself wouldn't you? It depends what you've signed your contract For loyalty and all that Sometimes life It's not just all about money Well you know Okay you, you're, you're, you're saying it depends Stevie and to words, be fair Stevie presents facts there Which you, you can't really argue with But it's also important To include some others Like you won a trophy For Birmingham yeah. You got Birmingham To their highest Ever English Premier League finish I think and, But Stevie's right There was also the relegation yeah, then, But I'm just trying to include yeah, The full picture If the, that's okay yeah, Absolutely And then came the Indifferent years If we can call them that You know he lasted What was it 40 days at Nottingham Forest And so on and so forth uh, the other point that Stevie makes about the SFA attempting to hide bad news under Celtic's European win, that's simply not the case because the press had been informed of a press conference today uh, even before the Celtic game had kicked off. Thank you to Stevie in Strathblane. We're going to get these to a full-time teaser. It's a nice one that's coming up next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Ladbrooks.com Backing Scottish football all season long. Please gamble responsibly. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Top tips with Ladbrooks.
Download the app now. Please gamble responsibly. It is that time on a Friday night when we're joined by David from Ladbrokes to look ahead at some of the odds ahead of a big weekend of Scottish football. Lunchtime tomorrow's when we get underway, David, up in Dingwall, Ross County against Hearts. Hearts have become the hard-to-beat team in recent weeks, Gordon. They're undefeated in 11 of their last 12 games in Ross County, with the Staggy still missing Greg Tansy, Tony Dingwall, Jamie Lindsay and Andrew Davis for this match. The price of 11 to on Hearts is one of great value. It's 2-1 Ross County for a home one, 11-5 the draw. Some really good fixtures tomorrow, David. Hibs against Aberdeen obviously being one of them. Yeah, Aberdeen have won six of their last seven matches against Hibs and with the Don scoring for fun recently it's going to be tough opponents for Hibs tomorrow Neil Lennon has his sights in finishing second in the Labrador's Premiership and a win tomorrow takes him one step closer it's 33-20 Hibs 21-10 the draw 7-4 for Aberdeen And what a big game in the battle for the top six as well Motherwell against Kilmarnock Yeah, Motherwell new signing Curtis Main and Nadar Chiefs will be looking to fill the void up front that was created when the state with the seal of Louis Moult but Kelly just get better and better under the leadership of Steve Clark this game could, uh, could have a barrel of goals in the Gordon that's for sure the price of 2-1 to one on Kilmarnock looks very enticing for me it's 7-5 to five for the home Motherwell 21-10 to 10 the draw not a lot between Partick and Dundee in the table do the odds reflect that? Partick have a poor form going into this match Gordon but the last two defeats have come against Celtic and Rangers so they can't take much from that Dundee have let my coupon down many a times this season and with Neil McCann still searching for this perfect strategy I'll be playing it safe and backing the Jags to win all three points it's 11-8 Partick 21-10 a draw and 21-10 for Dundee Now on to Sunday Hamilton against Rangers first up in the 2.15 kick-off what are the odds looking like for that one? Yeah, Rangers have won the last five away matches against Hamilton and with the Ashes in a poor run of results the Jers could run riot if Martin Cannon's men don't tighten things up at back and Jason Cummins could be the man up front to get that first goal should he start 7-1 to one, Hamilton big price 17-5 to five the draw Rangers 2-5 to five favourites Celtic against St Johnston was it going to be picking up where they left off or a European hangover for the hoops I think they might pick off where they left off but I had the pleasure of Hugh Keaving's company last night European game and he was adamant that St Johnston were going to score at Celtic Park so this probably shall I say is Hugh Keaving's step for the weekend both teams to score 6-4 to four. Celtic up oh, to 6-4 Celtic to win both teams to score and over 10.5 comes in at 3-1 to one. Celtic 2-5 to five to win a game 6-1 to one the draw massive 20-1 to one for St Johnston Great stuff David thanks for your help mate I'll speak to you soon Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Played One Super Scoreboard Oh, what chance have you got when a professional bookie is listening to Hugh Keevans for <laughs> for suggestions about what might happen at the weekend? Listen, no chance. Davey was helping me review the restaurant at Celtic Park last night, so I, I felt as a payment to him I should give him my advice. Okay, we're looking for the following on the full-time teaser. It's been sent in by Dale Handley. Please send yours in to us if you've got any full-time at Clyde1.com. That's full-time at Clyde1.com. Looking for 11 players. What? Oh, I'm about to finish Looking for 11 players Who have Who are active In the Champions League This season If you like That have over 20 Champions League goals So don't give me someone Who retired 10 years ago Because okay, he so doesn't count Ronaldo Messi Ronaldo has um, He's struggling a bit He's only got 116 Champions <laughs> League goals uh, Ronaldo Messi Messi's got 97 Yeah so that's two Neymar No No No, no not yet uh, so 11 players active if you like In the Champions League at the moment uh, And have over 20 Champions League goals So we've got Ronaldo and Messi Fairly easy ones to kick yeah. us off 
Okay we can get back to it Rangers fans This might be one for you To get involved Oh let me see You've just thrown it on me No no Griezmann okay. uh, Rangers fans This might be one for you To get involved in Because there's been more Contract news Today Hugh Keevans uh, yeah, Josh death. Windass has signed A new contract Until 2021 Follows James Tavernier Who signed one yesterday Of course and um, reports coming out tonight of another bid rejected for Alfredo Morelos. Well, the, the, you know, the people can be as sceptical as they like. Uh, you have to take this report at face value. Uh, and that you also have to assume the strategy is let him go on scoring goals. Uh, and at the end of the season, sell him and turn uh, Russell Martin, Sean Goss, and Jamie Murphy into permanent Rangers signings. The problem with that, you you could have a, a barren time in the next three months and score one goal or something. I think they're taking an awful chance. I just still can't believe that uh, that they're not taking. I mean, if it is the seven, eight, or nine million pound that they're talking about, I just don't understand why they don't take it because they can certainly pay for the players that you're talking about with that sort of money. Mm. You know, and yes, he's, he's maybe the top scorer, but you've got Kenny Miller coming back looking fresh as well. You've got Jason Cummings. You know, you've got a few more players that can fill in there. So. I mean, well done to Rangers. If that is the case and it is true, and they're knocking back that money because they want to, they want to try and win a cup and they want to finish second. To do that, they may well feel that they need him there. So good on them for that. But for me, financially for the club, oh, you have grabbed it in two minutes. Colin is a Rangers fan. Colin, that's a couple of days in a row we've seen players um, committing the future to the club. Players, certainly in Tavernier's case, uh, and Windass to an extent as well, of course, have impressed the Rangers fan this season. I take it you're uh, happy with what's been going on this week. Hi, absolutely, Gordon. How you doing? How you doing, Derek? Hi, Colin. <coughs> I'm delighted with it. Uh, with Tav and Dean Wood. Uh, sorry, Josh. We're getting... Yeah, easy contract. mistake to make, Colin. We've had a few uh, slip-ups like that uh, this season. Um, see, the thing is, I know Josh was getting a lot of stick with my fellow Rangers fans, but I couldn't understand it. We bought this boy for 60 grand. So we did. And the boy's been brilliant this year. I mean, I think he's got the second most assists. Yeah. In the league And he scored How many goals is it? Six? 12 I think Well overall All competitions Aye Aye I, I mean for 60 grand Yeah I mean you cannot Complain about that Col- Colin I think I think he, he frustrates people And even frustrates the manager The manager came out Last week and said that He says I'm, I'm, I'm in no doubt whatsoever And I said after seeing him After one game I knew he had something But he doesn't do it enough In games you watch him the first game of the season against Motherwell when he was absolutely outstanding for 45 minutes. He ran Motherwell ragged, you know, and he, he, was, he hit the post, he scored, he looked great, and then you didn't see him in the second half. And that's what the manager's saying, get more into the game. You can't just play for 45, we need you for 90. And if he did that, then he will, he will be some player. And I think that's the frustration with Rangers fans. He comes in and out of games when he's got that pace and he runs at people, he's great to watch, but he doesn't do it enough. Let's hear from James Tavernier And I'll get Colin's thoughts In just a second He's now targeting Playing in the Champions League With Rangers After signing A new long term deal At Ibrox The right back Admits it will be tough Of course To knock Celtic Off the top of the table In the coming seasons But says there is a hunger And a desire Within the squad To bring trophies Back to the club You know I want to win this league You know It's uh, We've got We've got the fans for it we've, we've got the squad for it You know We've got a great squad now And you know We that's our aim, we, you know. We're, we're Rangers Football Club. Um, it's known for how many trophies we have, and we need to add more trophies to that trophy room. So that's my aim to come here and obviously win trophies. 
It's just um, a lot of consistency. Me and Daniel playing on the right. Um, previous season, so maybe chopped and changed with the the Wyman. That's who, whoever's been in front of us. But Daniel's been in front of us all season, and you know his his performance speak volumes. You know he's been he's been tremendous for us this season. Um, you know he's got the highest assist in, in in the team, and you know we work really well together. So it's you know after thank Daniel. Obviously he's helped my game a lot a lot better, and. We're we're creating a really good partnership on the right hand side. Well, you know, it's it's obviously Mark's uh, vision as well. You know, since Mark's been in, he, he expressed his vision for this club, and you know, it's it's the vision where I want to go as well. You know, we want to bring back obviously the stability of the club, and and obviously we we want to be competing for trophies, and obviously we do want to be in the Champions League. You know, so there's targets there we want to achieve, and we know that we we've got the capability of doing it. Well, if you want to build the future that uh, Mark Allen has envisioned uh, and that James Tavernier and Josh Windus are bought into, then you need to hold on to all of the players who are there at the moment. Uh, Martin, uh, Murphy, uh, Goss and logic would dictate, I think, that Morelos would have to pay for that. Uh, So as Derek said, it's a a high-risk strategy Knocking back this kind of money uh, Because one day it might not be there uh, So the future has to be built on The squad that's there at the moment Gaining momentum And that's going to take money I mean, I mean James Tavernier you, know, you said you know we want to be up there challenging Celtic But we want to win this league Well you know James to win this league The, the one thing you need is consistency And it's the one thing Rangers are not And we've said it so many times on this programme At home beaten by Dundee, St Johnston, Hamilton and the debacle when Kilmarnock came, when you were one nothing up and got a penalty in the 92nd minute and draw the game one each. You win all these games, then you're right up there. But they're not doing that. They, they, they lack something when they play the so-called smaller teams at Ibrox. And until they get that mentality, the winning mentality into their head at home, then they're going to struggle. Them. Well, it's not at Ibrox, but Colin, what are you thinking about this weekend's game? Uh, I'd have Greg Doherty on for the start, Gordon. Or a turn so to his former well, club. I, I think you will call him because Jason yep. Bolt's suspended. So I, th- I, oh, think that, I think that's a certainty that Greg Doherty is going to play against Greg, Hamilton, yeah. Greg Even, knows the surface. He yep. knows the team. Um, I think it'd be his best game so far in the Rangers. So I know he's only played one the whole games, but um, it definitely, I, I'd put Greg Doherty right in the middle of the field. I'd agree with that. I would play him as well, yeah. I mean, it, it gets this impression, it gives off this impression, Hugh, of... Of sort of being a hard place to go yeah. And I'm sure it is on occasion But there's also a reality here that, that Rangers have got results there in the past And Hamilton aren't enjoying a particularly great run of form no. So maybe we get blinded by the, the surface a bit Yeah, I mean it's a horrible surface Rugby Park's a horrible surface They shouldn't be allowed But you have to take each week And the circumstances that are thrown up in your stride uh, And uh, I have no doubt that after scoring six goals at air last Sunday uh, Rangers are more than a match for Hamilton Who are bringing in players left, right and centre um, Having taken the money for Greg Doherty uh, But Hamilton did not have the capability To stop Rangers scoring again on Sunday Thank you to Colin How are you getting on with this teaser? We're looking for the 11 players Still involved in the Champions League this season Who've got more than 20 Champions League goals I should have banned you from giving me Ronaldo and Messi well, First of all But what anyway about, uh, Benzema? Yes, he's third on the list So you're working your way down You're doing yeah, it in a nice yeah, order as yeah. well So Ronaldo, Messi, Benzema Cavani? 
Yes, he's on 31 So that's You don't need me to tell you Considerably more than 20 it Sounds like 11 more for mm-hmm. me It does indeed Any more from you DJ? Mm, thinking Okay We'll get back to you mm. I look forward to it Let's speak to Paul Who's a Rangers fan down in Swindon uh, Paul Looking forward to this weekend's game Do you see it being How much of a challenge for your team? Oh absolutely A huge challenge But the, I think the problem is Rangers need consistency And we're all yeah. Getting a bit carried away And stuff With a couple of good performances But Until I see Four or five on the board Then Then I'll, I'll never be 100% confident But yeah Hopefully Yeah hopefully We're, look, we're looking better Than we did anyway So um, That's the main thing Yeah, so. yeah But you know it, It's Simply this you, you take it like a boxing match Uh Rangers look to to be simply too strong uh, for Hamilton Ackies and uh, I, I think I, I do take your point. It's not so very long ago since Hibbs wandered into Ibrox and won two one. Uh, and Hamilton went to Ibrox and won yeah, as well. But uh, I just feel that uh, since that happened, Derek Greg Doherty's changed yeah. from a red and white shirt to a blue shirt. Uh, and I just think the Rangers are just far too strong for Hamilton. Maybe it's a question I'll ask Paul, and, and it's something that's going to fascinate me on Sunday. You know, and we know he played the two strikers against Air United. Does he play two against Hamilton away from home? I don't think he does. I don't think he does. No. I'll ask you in a second, Paul. Oh, yeah. I, I think Morelos will start, and I think Cummings will be on the bench. I think you'll want another man in midfield just to battle with Hamilton. That's the way I see it. What do you think, Paul? See, I, I'm probably going to be a bit controversial here, but I don't actually see what Cummings has given us so far. I know he's not match fair, but bar, bar a, a sparring league, I, I, okay, he's got a goal at against um was it Ross County Ross County and Air Force Ross County and a flick against um was it non league team the other the Air United last week. He he offered nothing as far as I'm concerned. So apart from that, I know he's not match fit and but I don't see the big hurrah about Cummins at the moment and um I'd stick with Morales and, and agree with Derek. I'd go with the five in the midfield and Morales up front of his own. Time is getting slightly away from me, Paul. Do you did you have a Scotland point? I did have a Scotland point you um, to, to Hugh. So, um, if you don't, if you think it's a, a bowling club and, a, and an old men's club with Alex McLeish, who else would you appoint you then? Since no one else wanted the job. No, the the reason why I mentioned bowling clubs and cronyism, this is how Alex's appointment will be perceived by certain people. They will say, "Well, once it was uh, the dawn of a new era with Michael O'Neill." And now it's back to the future with Big Ek. And chance to be had. Yeah, but you, let me finish. The, the, and you've got the SFA president going on about how he was once uh, the chairman of Alex's testimonial committee and so on and so forth. The perception will be it's the old boy network. And that's why he's the manager. I'm talking about perception here. And that's why I say... They should have distanced themselves from all that talk. Let Alec McLeish speak for himself. But tonight is the night for getting out your agreement with the appointment or your disagreement with the appointment. Tomorrow, 100% behind Alec McLeish. Big Eck means Big Eck. People can agree or disagree with it for as long as they like. I don't mind that. Um, How are we getting on in the teaser? Thanks to Paul. 11 players still active in the Champions League this season and have over 20 Champions League goals. Ronaldo, Messi, Cavani... And Benzema Suarez No would you no. believe No you're, You've shocked me Any more quickly Well I'll rule Bale out then If that's the case No Bale either We'll get the answers Hopefully to the full time teaser After these 
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Ladbrooks.com. Download the app and score a tap-in. Please gamble responsibly. Or board. Hugh Keevans and Derek Johnson here in the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. They're giving a go to this full-time teaser, looking for the 11 players still active in the Champions League this season. And have over 20 Champions League goals Remember before the break when you said Neymar And I said no yeah, I've yeah. absolutely, genuinely no idea why I said that Because it's right there yeah. on my list With 27 goals So he's he's another one So you've got Neymar, Ronaldo, Messi, Benzema and Cavani Did you come up with anything else When yeah. you had a couple of minutes to Sergio Aguero Well done, 31 goals for him Same as Cavani What about Lewandowski? Yes Aryan Robin. I see, you give, you give them a couple of minutes to think and it all starts coming There's together. One year where I don't know. I think he maybe did the early part of Ibrahimovic. Yes. Oh! <laughs> so we're only looking for two more. This would this could be a record. Hold on. I don't think you two have ever know, ever completed the teaser without clues. The, the only the only other one I can think of who's major and he's German Thomas Müller. <laughs> Absolutely flying. Oh, I don't no. believe it. <laughs> oh no! But one shot you. Believe me. You are listening to Radio History getting made tonight With 10 minutes of the show remaining Hugh and DJ have never, ever, ever No matter how easy the question Completed the teaser with no clues They have one name to give me And 10 minutes well, to get no, it there's no English in it anyway, I told you before uh, Dominic Thomas, a Kilmarnock player yes. the Queen of South, He's a regular contributor to this teaser He seems to like it He's got the name you're looking for He's just <laughs> sent a message in Anyway uh, let's speak to Jerry Nuddingston. He's a Celtic fan. I think he's on about Scotland. Hi, Jerry. I am. Good evening, guys. I hope you're well. Hello. Hi, Hi Jerry. Thanks, Jerry. I don't get the furor over um, the appointment of New Scotland manager. I think Alan McLeish a, a fantastic manager. Vastly underrated. Um, I know he had a bit of a an unsettled time in Northern Forest, but that, that talks about a basket case at the moment. Um, he's got a 70% win rate at Scotland manager. Um, I've got no problem with him leaving to become Birmingham manager given the fact that he trebled or could put his wages because I think we'd all do the same. Yeah. Um, I think he's a very astute, a very tactical manager. Um, and, and, and in my mind, um, probably a better option than Michael O'Neill. You speak um, about perceptions, you, um, and I totally agree with you. I'm not interested in perception. Perceptions don't put 11 players in the park and, and win games. Uh, tactics and preparation does. Absolutely. Mike, Michael O'Neill, aside from Northern Ireland, has very limited football. Breaking City, I think he managed before. But his perception is positive because he's a good time at Northern Ireland. Um, what I think he'll bring um, is, is a structure. Um, he's, he's probably allows more flair players than perhaps Gordon Strachan would. Um, and I think that um, I think we'll win our Nations League group. Um, and I think he'll prove to be a very astute appointment. All managerial appointments, Jerry, as you know, inspire debate. Some think it's a good idea, a bad idea. Uh, I give you Pedro Cachinha, for example. Uh, and let's be honest, I don't think Scotland are in the market for a guy who has no blemishes on his CV. Yeah, of course. But uh, and as I've said earlier, Jerry, you know tonight's the night to get it off your chest, whether you're pro uh, Alec McLeish or anti Alec McLeish. But but tomorrow morning. Keep quiet because well, I wish you would, st- I wish you would stop saying tobacco. that Because we're back on tomorrow And see if people want to keep Phoning up and debating it They can yeah, Just to be clear can. You're okay. absolutely 100% correct you But we've got to back them To give them a chance That's yeah. all we're saying He's the same as Every manager under the sun If the results are bad You will get the sack And if the results are good Then we'll all stop talking About 
Nottingham Forest or getting Birmingham relegated or going to Villa or he failed in Belgium and he get the sack in Egypt and all of that will become redundant. Uh, Jerry, as you know yourself, uh, your Celtic supporter, there was Ronnie Dyla and there was debate. There was Brendan Rodgers and there was no debate. I actually didn't mind Ronnie Dyla. Um, you're absolutely right. You, I think you know. I think the, the Scottish fans um, are quite um, entitled. I think some of them feel quite entitled. I don't know who they think we're going to get. My my personal choice uh, would have been uh, Tommy Wright um, because of his knowledge of the game and what he's done at St Johnston. But I think you know more. I think about it. I think Alan McLeish is a, he's a safe pair of hands. I think what he will do is he'll play players in the right position um, and not perhaps. Um, you know, try and shoehorn Kieran Tierney on it right back. Um, you'll perhaps find a, a formation um, to to both of them. Maybe you know, Robert someone forward or Tierney left hand side of a three, perhaps. But what he will do is he'll be uh, perhaps more flexible than uh, than Gordon Strachan was, um, and he might you play players in form. Every time you watch Tierney and Robertson play Hugh Evans, particularly yeah. Robertson at the moment, because he's he's pushing his way very much to be a fan's favourite Liverpool. It's fast becoming the biggest issue that any Scotland manager is going to face, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, how can you not have Kieran Tierney and Andrew Robertson in your team? You know, that as Derek said, they're the two best fullbacks going, and it's a great good fortune they both happen to be Scottish. But as I say, it's now down to Alec who he picks, the tactics, the results. Beginning with Costa Rica, Friday, March 23, like all managers again under the sun. Results, results, results. Thank you to Jerry in Uddingston. We'll take a quick look at some of the other fixtures. It's been a crazily busy show tonight. Let's hear from Stephen Robinson. Battle for top six at Fir Park tomorrow against Kilmarnock. You know, my first priority is make sure we stay in the division. So it's a, a potential another three points to making sure that's a, a reality. And, and obviously we can start looking up the way. You know, is it is going to be a big game. Make no mistake in terms of battling for that sixth place. You know, and, and then keep our run going. So yeah, we're looking forward to it. It's going to be tough. Killer on a good run of form, as I've said. You know, Steve Clark's done really, really well there, really well. You know, uh, you know, the same group of players. You know, he's turned the, the whole place around. They've got a system of play. They're going to be a tough team to break down. You know, they sit in with two banks of four and very well organised. But um, you know, we, we go into the game really, really confident after Saturday's result and looking forward to it. Kelly have been on a fantastic run, but um, so are we now. You know, we've we've won four, drew two. We've only lost one game since the split. So um. We've sort of quietly done it while um, other people have got the, the plaudits for it, which is fine. We've done the same in the first half of the season and we don't mind doing that there. We don't mind picking up results and people not making too much about it for us. But it's uh, it's going to be a good game Saturday, one that we can very much look forward to. Great fixtures tomorrow afternoon, Hugh Keevens. Yeah. Not only that battle for the top six, you know, they all mean something. What a game between uh, Hibs and Aberdeen as well. Yeah, uh, huge. Um, Aberdeen, eight points uh, adrift of Celtic. Uh, Celtic not playing till Sunday They'll want to narrow the gap to five See if uh, Celtic react badly To the loss of Scott Brown uh, And also Ross County against Hearts Absolutely, Ross County game. fighting for their lives Yeah that's the lunchtime game tomorrow Yeah and uh, they are off the back Of a very decent win against Dundee Can Owen Coyle make it back to back wins For the first time since and, becoming manager And as usual you know We're going to the championship You know and the big game there Is Livy against St Mirren I watched the Livingston St Mirren game Earlier on in the season It was an absolutely belter of a game So that's going to be a cracker there again tomorrow No Dundee United tomorrow 
So St Mirren could go further ahead But Dundee United would have three games in hand And just listening to Stephen Robinson there You know, Kilmarnock very much the form team in the league Hugh Keevans yeah. can do nothing wrong at the moment Go down to ten men Trailing 2-1 Doesn't matter Turn it around and beat Dundee the other night that's, that's going to be That's going to be a real A real hard fought one at Fir Park at You would moment, imagine At the moment Motherwell 6th place Kilmarnock 7th But Kilmarnock have games in hand Yeah I mean the level on points And level on goal yeah, difference yeah. But the, the, the benefit being That Kilmarnock have two games in hand yeah, so. And if they beat Motherwell Tomorrow at Fir Park Then you'd have to Say their favourites To be top 6 At Motherwell's expense yeah. uh, So Marvellous football from lunchtime until five o'clock. What about that massive six-pointer at uh, Fir Hill? We'll have to see Thistle against Absolutely. Dundee. What yeah. a massive game that is. You're right, every game tomorrow has meaning. Right, come on. We are on the edge of oh. broadcasting history this evening as Derek Johnson and Hugh Keevans potentially get the teaser without clues for the first time ever. They're looking for one more name, a player who's still active in the Champions League and has more than 20 Champions League goals. What have you got for me? Salah, no. No. He can't. He, he's certainly working his way towards it, but he's not got over 20 yet. Oh, goodness. We've got so far. Think about it. We've got so far. Oh, I really want you to get it without oh. the clues. Right, listen, think still active in the Champions League at the moment. So think who's who's doing the business. All the guys you've mentioned, Ronaldo and Messi and Lewandowski and Miller, they're all still there. there. Who's, who's the striker for Juventus? I'm saying nothing you, you, As you can tell by the music You really are running out of yeah, time you, You're going to have to give us a clue the other night Scored the Who scored for Juventus? Please hurry up oh. We're talking 15 seconds maybe I'm looking at, I'm <laughs> watching the game as well <laughs> You might not be a million miles away Oh come on I can't give you a clue You have to do it without the clues This would be the first time ever Come on Can't remember his name You've got, you've got five seconds Quickly Sarty No Oh <laughs> come on It's good to tell you your name You're kidding me on no, You're not going to get just, it just, like, Great restaurant Higu- Other restaurant Higuain Higuain, Higuain. Oh. Ah. 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 Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Ladbrooks.com Bet in play And pull a result Out of the bag Please gamble responsibly. Now let's-